Hi, TED Talks Daily listener. So we've been sharing podcasts from the TED Audio Collective for the last nine Fridays now. And now we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. You're about to hear another great episode of a TED podcast, but I can't tell you which one. We're randomly serving different episodes to our global audience. You can check back in later or on a different app and you might get something different. I can promise what you'll hear will be true to TED, a curated podcast for the curious, whether it's about business, design, science, or philosophy. If you can handle the mystery, stick around. And to dive into our entire portfolio, head to audiocollective.ted.com. I'd love to know which episode you get. Tweet at us or email podcasts at ted.com. We promise we read every message. Like TED Talks? You should check out the TED Radio Hour with NPR. Stay tuned after this talk to hear a sneak peek of this week's episode. A quick new idea, daily, from the world's greatest TEDx talks. I'm your host, Atosa Leone, and this is TEDx Shorts. This month is National Hispanic Heritage Month. And if you've ever checked out the cartoons in the LA Times, you've probably seen the work of today's speaker. Lalo Alcaraz authors the Times' La Cucaracha, the first nationally syndicated, politically-themed Latino daily comic strip. Over his decades-long career, Alcaraz has won awards for his political satire and cartoon work and was nominated for a Pulitzer earlier this year. Today, he shares practical tips and philosophical counsel for anyone who wants to look at the comic side of life. Quote, my life has no purpose, no direction, no aim, no meaning, and yet I'm happy. I can't figure it out. What am I doing right? That was by the great cartoonist Charles M. Schultz. At the risk of sounding like a demotivational speaker, I have to admit, I sometimes agree with that statement. As a political cartoonist uh, and as a once very angry Chicano, uh, I sometimes feel like I made everything up along the way. And, uh, and now I'm happy. There's not really a school for editorial cartooning uh, or an academic program for comic strip artists. You just have to make yourself become one. I grew up very poor on the U.S.-Mexico border, Uh, on both sides, I watched my Mexican immigrant parents struggle. Many young disadvantaged people uh, now in many communities, and we see them everywhere, go through this. Most don't, don't come out the other end with a sense of well-being or even an understanding of what is going on around them and why they feel angry and alienated. And they don't have to. Uh, if we can give our kids outlets to create and express themselves on paper, stage, elsewhere... Dance. The impact of a simple black and white drawing can be powerful. I view a good political cartoon as a one-sided argument that I always win. <laughs> and I employ these uh, simple drawings to advocate for the weakest in our society. It's not wrong to use satire and the occasional ethnic joke to, in the pursuit of equality and understanding. It helps the medicine go down. They are here to work hard, but... Uh, it's good to have an immigrant's work ethic, but it might be even better to work like a cartoonist. I don't have an awesome catch-all advice for you uh, for how to live your life or your career 
as an immigrant, mainly because I'm not an immigrant, but I do have the Cartoonist Guide to Life. And these are some pretty simple guidelines I came up with after too many people uh, approached me now as a kind of mid-career artist, and they would ask me, what advice do you have for the younger people, for the younger artists uh, that are coming up behind you? And I said, my only advice is stay the hell out of my way. <laughs> Instead, I came up with some more positive-sounding guidelines. <laughs> and here are some of them. Here are all of them. Number one, practice, practice, practice. Draw every day. At first, your drawings will be terrible, but one day they will magically become excellent almost overnight, actually after 20 years of overnights. <laughs> Number two, give your artwork away. Whether people want to see it or not, I mean, the main thing you want to people is, uh, to say is to be sick of seeing your drawings. You want to hear, I am so sick of seeing your drawings everywhere, or I am so sick of seeing your animated show reruns every night. So sick of it. Number three, use the best materials that you can afford. A high-quality quali pencil does not guarantee you a high-quality drawing. But remember, a poor craftsman blames his tools. Number four, take others' ideas liberally. Make them your own by improving them. <laughs> As I once famously said, a good artist borrows, a great artist steals. Whoever says Picasso said that is a filthy liar. <laughs> Five, listen to what others have to say, especially your partner or spouse. Not for mutual understanding or concern for their feelings, <laughs> but usually they say some really funny stuff that you can use for a gag later on that week. <laughs> Number six, write to amuse yourself. That way, at least one person likes your work. Number seven, coffee is your best friend. Alcohol does not help you draw any faster. It just makes your work seem funny to just you. <laughs> Number eight is very important, deadlines. Think of deadlines as general suggestions of when you should really start thinking about starting that drawing, which was due about three days ago. Number nine, hate mail. Don't feel obligated to always answer your hate mail. The world is full of people that cannot stand you uh, and, or themselves. Number 10, always aim above. A good political cartoonist attacks human folly but doesn't pick on the defenseless, the poor, or the meek. Always comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. I also made that up. <laughs> above all, work hard. Work hard like a hard-working American. And if you want to work even harder than that, work like an immigrant. <laughs> and number 12, always self-promote. Because as much as others may want to help you get ahead, uh, no one is more responsible for getting the word out about your good work than you are, especially your comic strip that's in the LA Times every day, called La Cucaracha. <laughs> and 13, one more rule. Since a picture's worth a thousand words, if a speech is a little short, always add cartoons at the end of your presentation. 
The TEDx talk you just listened to was recorded at a TEDx event in Long Beach, California. All TEDx events are independently organized by volunteers who believe in TED's mission of ideas worth spreading. Special thanks to the organizing team at TEDx SoCal. Want to listen to the full talk? Find Lalo's talk and more at TED.com slash TEDx Shorts. I'm Atosa Leone. Thanks for listening and see you next time. TED Talks Daily is hosted by me, Elise Hugh, and produced by TED. Theme music is from Allison Layton Brown, and our mixer is Christopher Fazy Bogan. We record the talks at TED events we host or from TEDx events, which are organized independently by volunteers all over the world. And we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or email us at podcasts at TED.com. Writer Isabel Wilkerson says African-Americans who went north during the Great Migration rarely spoke about what they left behind. When they left, it was almost as if they had a new birth date. They didn't tell their own children about what they had endured. Uh, They didn't want to burden their children with what they had suffered. Stories and ideas about migration. That's next time on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Subscribe or listen to the TED Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts.